This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today I'd like to talk about one of my favorite jazz pianists, um, a monumental figure in the history of jazz piano in the 20th century and early 21st century, and the man's name is Oscar Peterson. Oscar was born in 1925 um, in Montreal, Canada. At a very early age, his talent was recognized. Actually, he started on the trumpet, gave that up when he was about five or so years old, and took up the piano, and initially studied with his sister. But he was a classically trained pianist. But by the time he was nine and ten years old, he was somewhat a, a celebrity in his hometown. Through his teens, um, he played locally in Toronto and Montreal and other big cities in Canada. And at one point in 1949, Norman Granz was in Canada. I believe he was in Toronto. And he heard um, a live broadcast of Oscar Peterson playing on the radio. Had the cab driver turn around, go back to the radio station to where Oscar Peterson was playing and hired him immediately to join his uh, Jazz at the Philharmonic. Of course, the rest is history. Um, Oscar made his debut in the United States in 1949. It was actually an uncredited debut because he was a Canadian citizen. He was not allowed to be on the bill with jazz at the Philharmonic. Back in those days, the Musicians Union was very, very protective about letting uh, non-U.S. citizens perform. He really synthesized a lot of great piano styles from the early 20th century. You know, he was a great bop player, but he really comes out of the stride style. And there's four pianists in particular that you hear in his playing. The first one, of course, is Fats Waller, and then Art Tatum, um, and then a little bit of Teddy Wilson, and then some Nat Cole. So to understand Oscar Peterson, we have to listen to these great predecessors who really um, had a great impact and influence on Oscar's playing. Let's start with Fats Waller. This is a great piece um, I'm sure you've probably heard before. It's Carolina Shout, but listen to the way Fats plays with great technique all over the instrument, and there's always a sense of humor in Fats' playing. So let's check out Carolina Shout, Fats Waller. This is from the probably the late 1920s. Oscar's playing has often been compared with that of the great Art Tatum, and there is a great influence of Tatum's style on Oscar Peterson. But remember, Oscar Peterson you know, really has an individual style, but you do hear the influence of Tatum. Let's listen to one Tatum track, and this is um, Yesterday's. One of the things about Tatum is he had 
amazing technique, and he was able to throw in you know little bits of classical music, which is something that Oscar Peterson would would often do, and and his sense of harmony, the way he would reharmonize songs and change the inner workings of the song, is something that Oscar Peterson got from him. So, let's listen to a recording, a live recording of Art Tatum playing the great classic Yesterdays, and pay particular attention to the, how he manipulates the song and the inner workings of the composition. That's a spectacular recording of of Tatum really taking that song apart, decomposing and then recomposing, which is something that, that Oscar Peterson would often do. So you can hear Tatum in Peterson, but there's two other pianists that were not quite as acrobatic. One of them is Teddy Wilson, who has more of a graceful touch, terrific technique. I was very popular in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and I made quite a few recordings, but you do hear the grace of Teddy Wilson and Oscar Peterson also, and again, you know, that strong swing sense. So let's listen to an older recording, probably from the late 30s, of Teddy Wilson. This is an old standard entitled Rosetta. This is Teddy Wilson on the piano. important pianist who had a great influence on Oscar Peterson was the great pianist and singer Nat Cole, who had a very famous trio that featured guitar, bass, and piano. It was very popular in the 1930s, and not only was Nat an influential pianist on many subsequent pianists, including Oscar Peterson, but the way the group was constructed with those three instruments also had a very strong influence on Oscar's first jazz trios from the early 1950s. 
We're going to listen to a piece from the late 30s, and this is entitled This Side Up, and features the great jazz guitarist Oscar Moore. This is the Nat Cole Trio. Those of you who are piano aficionados would certainly hear a similarity between Nat Cole's comping and Count Basie's comping from roughly the same period. Basie was also a strong influence on Oscar Peterson. In fact, they both collaborated on a record, I believe, in the early 1960s. There are a lot of influences that go into Oscar Peterson's style. You know, Oscar synthesized the best of his predecessors. He blends swing, bebop, a strong blues sensibility, um, some stride, and then would throw in little bits of Rachmaninoff or other classical composers, you know, because Oscar's background is, has a very, very strong classical background to develop that kind of technique and play with that fluidity and cleanliness. You have to have terrific hands, terrific fingers, and great dexterity. So this really brings us up to Oscar Peterson about 1950. He met uh, Norman Granz, who began to feature him at the Jazz de Philharmonic concerts, which really started in the late 1940s. Um, other musicians who performed at Jazz de Philharmonic, of course, included you know the great bassist Ray Brown. This is the beginning of his and Ray Brown's um, musical relationship from the late 1940s or early 50s. Charlie Parker, Ella Fitzgerald, um, Dizzy Gillespie, just about everyone you can think of was involved with Jazz de Philharmonic. And Oscar's first performance with them created such an uproar that everyone wanted to hire him. In the 1950s, he made hundreds of albums. In fact, back in those days, it was uncommon for him to make you know three four maybe five records a year and then of course appear on countless other records as a sideman his library is enormous of recordings one of the first well-known documented recordings he made was about 1950 and it's with a great bassist just a duo piano and bass and the bassist is major holly and this is a um, old standard entitled Get Happy. And it's from one of his first albums. It's recorded in um, 1950. The name of it was Music by Oscar Peterson. This is Get Happy. Thank you. 
By 1950, this style is is firmly in place. You you can hear the very strong influence of Tatum, and, and sometimes he was criticized for that. But while he'd be playing a, a Tatum-esque kind of run, he would throw the blues into it. And of course, his time is impeccable. And there's no drummer, it's just a bass player. Oscar's preferred instrumentation is a trio, but um, it wasn't just as if the basses were just walking bass lines. I mean, there's a lot of interplay, not like the Bill Evans trio, but these are very carefully worked out arrangements so that he gets the maximum sound out of just two musicians. Of course, he has such terrific technique that it, it sounds like two people playing the piano. But you can hear the style is firmly in place by this recording. Shortly after this, he uh, formed one of his first trios, and it featured a great guitarist by the name of Irving Ashby, who was uh, also played guitar with uh, Nat Cole. He played for a short period, then was replaced by Barney Kessel. So we're going to listen to a 1952 recording. This is with Ray Brown, who he had met in 1949 with Jazz to Philharmonic, and really became his pretty much a steady bassist for about 15 years with Barney Kessel and. And this is a piece from 1952 called Oscar Peterson Plays the Music of Duke Ellington. The name of the song is Just Sitting and Rockin'. 1952, Oscar Peterson Trio. Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. Visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com. Jazz Insights is produced by WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta, Georgia.